This is Denver's Dollars and Cents Radio Show, helping you build and enjoy the retirement you deserve. If you're looking for a better way to pursue your financial goals, the team at Hampshire Wealth Management is here to offer clear financial guidance to help you towards a more secure and successful future. Have a question for the team? Connect now at hwealth.org or call 720-706-8787. Now, Denver's Dollars and Cents on 630KHOW, Denver's talk station. And Denver's Dollars and Cents radio show is brought to you and sponsored by Hampshire Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor in the state of Colorado. Troy Hampshire, founder and managing partner, is also a fiduciary and investment advisor. For years, Troy and Lori Hampshire have been helping families just like yours get ready to live life in retirement. Their wisdom and advice have helped many folks just like you, and and that's why we're here today once again. Troy and Lori, how are you? Fantastic. Good, Good morning, morning, Bill. How are you? I'm doing very well. I'm uh, waiting for my loan to be approved for uh, for my gas. So <laughs> I can go on. It's, Good it's, luck. Boy, this is getting silly, isn't it? It's ridiculous. Yeah, there's 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 a lot to unpack on this subject here today. There's a lot going on, and I think it's going to continue in that direction, at least for the, the short term to the midterm. But there's a lot to talk about, and people are getting worried. Yeah, well, good good for us. We're going on a road trip next week. That is well planned, and uh, so we need part of your loan bill. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see what I can do yeah, for you. More bad news. Interest rates are going to go up on that loan. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah really. And the hits just keep on coming, everybody. <laughs> you know, speaking Full of, of good news here on the Dollars and Cents Radio. Yeah, uh, speaking of uh, uh, travel plans, AAA has said that uh, they just recently put out a report. The average U.S. regular grade gasoline prices now are over $4 a gallon, over 5 in California. I mean, it's it's the first time uh, that we've topped $4 in almost 14 years, and, and we're just about 10 cents below the all-time record. This is just, it's it's crazy. Well, we've been talking about inflation all year because it's been a front-burner issue, right? Uh, but when it hits to the degree that it is hitting right now at the gas pump, nearly every American is going to be talking about it and feeling it because it's the one thing that most folks do at least once a week, right? You stop by and you gas up the car and, and, uh, it's like, wow, you know, I can remember just 18 months ago filling up my car for $42 and now that's half a tank of gas. So it's, it, it really puts things in perspective of where we're at right now uh, with everything going on. And Lori, I know you've been talking about the grocery store and of course you know i don't do the the shopping for the house but even you're talking about seeing a noticeable difference so, in the grocery well, store. i forget last week i forget what we went to the grocery store for but we had two bags and it was 98 dollars. you were there with me for yeah. that i mean i I don't even know. I still I just, don't know. I'm what. just there to push the cart. If you go to the grocery store, it's a big deal. So, uh, <laughs> it is. but yeah, you're right. It's a, it's easy. We're seeing it everywhere. Thank God. Target is boosting its starting pay for some jobs to $24 an hour. That's really good because That's really we, good. one of our four children works at Target part time uh, to help pay for his way through college and he'll be working full time in the summer. But it just really goes to show you what it costs to live anywhere but especially here in in the denver area in the state of colorado it's not cheap it's a beautiful place to live we love where we live but it is expensive it's always been more expensive than let's say the midwest where i grew up right but then when you factor in inflation at a clip of seven to eight percent it's not long before you start to feel it and see it in everyday life and that brings me to you know we've had a lot of calls 
uh, here on the radio program over the last month or so, and for good reason. I mean, people are getting worried. Should I be making a change? Should I do something? Should I do nothing? But there's a worrisome trend that I, I'd like to share that's, that's happening out there. And there's a lot of folks, and, and I'm talking more around the, the Denver area uh, in the state of Colorado, the folks that are preparing for retirement, I'm seeing a trend that they're coming in and, you know, gosh, you know, we've saved for 25, 35 years funding my retirement account. I feel like I've got a pretty good nest egg accumulated here and now I need to retire. And uh, Troy, what do you think we should do? We've got 750,000. We only need $80,000 a year in income to live on. Well, the disturbing trend that I'm seeing is, is folks are coming in needing a, you know, anywhere from a six to eight or 9% annual draw on their nest egg. Well, let me tell you something. It, it was just maybe a year ago, Morningstar changed its outlook from your annual draw from your retirement account, if it's gonna last 40 years in retirement, to 3%. And folks are coming in now and Bill, they're, they're saying, gosh, you know, I'm needing seven to 8% as a withdrawal percent Ooh. from my nest egg to live in retirement, to maintain my standard of living. Well, let me tell you what, that's very difficult. Then you factor in the cost of living nowadays with seven to 8% inflation. It's even more difficult to make that work. And so folks are having to really roll up their sleeves and, and get more creative. And I know that there, uh, we've got a couple segments here on the program today where we're gonna talk about some creative ways to cut costs in retirement. Uh, but it even starts well before that. It starts with the plan you put together. And, you know, we're, we're even having to get more creative in uh, creating these blueprints, these retirement roadmaps, the compass, if you will, on how you're going to navigate yourself through retirement on the income side. But if, you know, at the end of the day, there's one thing that is, in our opinion, a front burner, most important priority in retirement, and that is having enough income to maintain your lifestyle. And that is really becoming difficult. And so if you listening right now are saying, gosh, that's right where I'm at. I'm worried about if I retire at the end of the year, am I gonna have enough money to live on for the next 20 or 30 or 40 years? And that's exactly what we bring to the table here at Hampshire Wealth Management. And if you would like a complimentary review, you can give us a call 720-706-8787. Again, that number 720-706-8787. You know, Troy, what was it last week? I met with someone who, um, when I talked to her over the phone, Two weeks before meeting her, she wanted to retire at the end of this year. Mm -hmm. And so when she came in for a visit, she said, well, I guess I'm going to have to extend it and I'm not going to be able to retire this year because I've lost so much in the past month. Now, isn't that sad, though? I feel like that's so sad to have a goal that is so close, you know, eight, nine months into the future and then having to reshuffle what you were hoping to be your retirement date to you know, make us up some of the losses that you that she's seen in her portfolio. But it is it's a true statement. On the other hand, that's why we always suggest, you know, if you're outside of 12 months of retirement and if you don't have a plan, it's a really good time to call, um, you know, get some information. And, and it's get an important some time to call right now with everything that's going on. And we, we've said uh, multiple times uh, in the past several shows that taking a big hit in your nest egg, in your portfolio, and your savings near retirement 
can really have long-term devastating impacts. And so, you know, it's not about your account balance. It's about your plan. And it's the plan that, you know, how do all these pieces fit together? Your 401k, your Roth IRA, your social security. A lot of people are uh, revisiting when to take social security to preserve their nest eggs right now. We're going to talk about that today on the program. But again, it's not about how much money you have. It's the plan that you have with your money that is so important. So again, if, if you are within 18 months of your target retirement date, do not procrastinate with everything that's going on right now with inflation, with the geopolitical conflict going on right now, with the Federal Reserve trying to figure out how to maneuver interest rates and keep everything in check within our national economy. There's a lot happening right now and procrastinating can be very costly to your long-term retirement strategy. So if again, if you're within that 18 months, my best advice is pick up the phone and say, hey, I would like to schedule just a second opinion. Do I need any modifications? What things should I be doing now to prepare for a retirement target 18 months down the road? And again, that number to call 720-706-8787. And I think too, we're gonna be talking about hopefully annuities and income planning somewhere here in the near future. Cause I'm gonna say, I could be wrong, the past five out of six people who've come into our offices have each individually asked, do you think annuities are a good fit for something in my portfolio? So, and we'll address that. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, you were talking about the, the geopolitical situation over with right. Russia and Ukraine. And, you know, we've been dealing with volatility on Wall Street since January, but it's certainly increased since that war began. And Charles Payne shared his market insight on Fox businesses making money. Now, I do see a pot of gold developing right before our very eyes, folks. But how the heck do you talk about that when a madman is on the loose and destruction is occurring right before our very eyes? You know, I do, of course, in part because it's part of my job, also because I don't want you to feel hopeless. Listen, it's going to be a bumpy ride. There's going to be a lot of discomfort, but I think it's easily worth the price of admission. I do still believe that the stock market is way oversold. Doesn't mean that stocks in your portfolio are ordained to come back. In fact, um, you're going to take some losses. It's going to be smart for you to actually take some of those losses so you can maximize opportunities as they come up in the future. So what are you guys talking to your folks about? Do you think the environment that we're in right now that, that is a bumpy ride, should we hang on to that ride until we see the market gain on the other side of all of this? What are you talking to folks about? Well, a question that I pose is, do you have an all-weather investment strategy? And all-weather means it's built for the investor that understands that the markets don't move in a straight line. And in that clip that you just played there uh, for us, Bill, he talked about, hey, it's gonna be painful. It's gonna be bumpy. But long-term, he's, he's very bullish on the outlook, right? So how do we get through from where we're at to this storm passing. And it's really, first of all, having an open communication with your advisor. If you're paying somebody to manage your investment strategy, you really need to be having conversations. Uh, am, is there any modifications or adjustments I should be making in the portfolio? And some of you listening right now might be saying, well, what kind of adjustments, Troy? I'm not talking about go to cash, uh, all in or all out type of thing, but I'm, I'm just saying that there are certain strategies that it may be worth visiting. You know, traditionally, most investors will look at their uh, risk tolerance or their investment strategy as a mix of stocks to bonds, a stock to bond ratio. Well, I'm a balanced investor, so I'm, 
you know, uh, 60% in equities and 60% in bonds. Well, the bond market has been very difficult this year as well. So it's like, boy, there's headwinds at every, you know, everywhere we turn, there's headwinds. So let me give you an example of a strategy. Uh, this is a piece from an endowment investment philosophy. And what it does is it veers from your traditional stock to bond investment strategy and it puts a de-emphasis, it de-emphasizes your bond holdings, which is a very difficult market right now, and it brings in a third allocation, which is alternatives, commodities, gold. Uh, you know, as we are now in correction territory, gold is up over 7% for the year. So that may help add diversification to a portfolio. That may help smooth the ride along the way and keep your uh, portfolio dollars positioned for more long-term growth as well. So that may, that's just an example of a slight modification that can make a big impact going forward. And these are the things that, again, I talk a lot to uh, our listeners that are newly in retirement or within 12 to 18 months of retirement, because these are the folks that really are going to be impacted most, more so than somebody, let's say, that's 15 to 25 years away from retirement. So if you might be one of those people, you can certainly give us a call either now or throughout the week. It's the same number to call, 720-706-8787. You can also jump on our website at hwealth.org. That's hwealth.org and find out more about us. And you can order uh, one of our books, Whose Retirement Is It Anyway? We'd be happy to ship one out to you as well. Let me just add in there real quick as well, uh, you know, Everybody knows how very volatile the markets are right now. We know that this, we aren't going to wake up one day and the Russia-Ukraine thing is gone. Inflation is going to remain at these levels for a bit. The folks right now, I think, that are really worried, and for good reason, uh, are your income-producing assets taking a hit right now? So in other words, if you're fresh into retirement and you've got an investment account that you're drawing income from, and now you're losing sleep because you're drawing income from it and it's taking uh, a 10% hit, a 15% or a 20% hit, well, you should be worried because a solid strategy should take into consideration those income-producing assets. Uh, in other words, maybe taking a more conservative approach, maybe exploring the option of an income annuity as part of your plan. I'm not saying that's a blanket recommendation, but I'm saying it makes good, solid sense right now to be exploring these avenues and these options for you in retirement. Because, listen, without sufficient income in retirement, everything else is secondary. So I, I don't mean to take a left turn here and, and just bear with me for a second, because this is going to lead to exactly what you're talking about. But <laughs> are, sure. you guys ever heard of or played pickleball? Yes. yes, I used to play it in high school, and it was so much fun. Well, apparently, everybody else has caught up to you, Lori. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. It, it has become like a huge craze right now. As a matter of fact, the uh, the sport is up like 40% in the last two years. But I, I bring all this up because I have a bunch of friends that are into it. Like, they're crazy about doing it all the time. And this leads me to one of the other things that affects our retirement, and that is increased health care costs. And I, I bring it up because I'm one of those guys that if I tried to do anything like that right now, I would need some health care <laughs> just because sure. I'm not in the best shape. But, you know, as we get older, you know, 
Look, I'm, I'm first of all, I'm fully convinced that our bodies come with a 40 year warranty. <laughs> and then, and then, you know, just stuff Troy's starts going. Ours is expired. Yeah, yeah, Troy's dropped its warranty. Yeah, stuff's, uh, stuff just starts going. And, but, and it's going to happen. And it's not yeah. something we want to talk about, but it's something that does happen and we need to be prepared for. And how, how do you help your folks get ready for that as well? I just had a conversation with one of our recent listeners uh, called in, hey, I, I'm retired. Well, I'm still working, but I'm retired and I'm, I'm worried about everything that's going on. We had a conversation. Bill retired. His name was Bill. Retired after 37 years on the job. Healthy, good to go, right? And But he retired at age 62. And he's not on company health care anymore, obviously, after retiring. And so he said, Troy, the, the, the number one reason that I went back to work was for health care benefits because I can't get on Medicare for another uh, for him, it's now it's two more years. And I said, you know, it's interesting. 20 years ago, this really didn't factor into the conversation in, uh, to planning for retirement. Uh, you know, you're, you're on your company health care plan or you have a private plan or what have you. And he said, you know, I've checked around $900 for a high deductible plan for the next two years. He said, that's another mortgage. Yep. And so he's talking about now re-retiring when he's 65. And so it really does drive the conversation. I mean, you can't ignore not just out-of-pocket healthcare costs in re in uh, retirement, but healthcare premiums if you are pre-Medicare age. Because there's a lot of people that said, hey, I'm burnt out, I'm done. I don't wanna work anymore. I think I have enough money to retire. I've got social security available. Maybe I've got a pension. I've got a sizable 401k, fill in the blank, right? And, but, do I want to retire and then have my monthly cost of living go up by, let's say, $12,000 a year if I don't need any health care uh, just for the premiums? And so it, it's valid. And we take that into consideration with every plan that we architect for our prospects and clients is that is how are you going to pay for health care if you're not 65 years old? And let's factor that into the budget, into the equation and make sure that the plan accounts for that. It's very, very important. It cannot be ignored. It, it's, it's a front burner issue right now. Well, as long as we're talking about things going up, uh, how about uh, interest rates? <laughs> as, long, as long as we're just spewing good news here today, let's, uh, let's keep things here's, going. Here's what I think. And I said this, you know, back in January when the Federal Reserve's commentary uh, on almost a daily basis was the big driver of, of the market behavior, mm -hmm. right? And they were talking about, you know, four, five, and six interest rate increases throughout the year, and maybe the market didn't like it, and there were sell-offs, et cetera. That was happening back, clear back in January. Seems like a lifetime ago right now. But my point here is that, uh, and I said, I don't think we're going to see that many interest rate increases because, you know, the Federal Reserve only has so many things in the toolbox uh, to keep us on track. And interest rate control is a big one. That's a big tool in the toolbox. Uh, but if they don't get it right, if they raise rates too quickly, especially when we're in an inflationary period that isn't really just within the control of the Federal Reserve and our interest rate environment, it's a very slippery slope. So the Federal Reserve, they've got to get it right, Bill, uh, to answer your question. They've got to get this right. So I think we're going to see fewer interest rate increases than you know five or six rate increases this year because of the other factors that are happening 
So it's like, well, how much is raising interest rates going to help the cost at the pump? How much is it going to help uh, the increased cause, uh, costs in commodities because of the conflict between Russia and Ukraine? Uh, you know, they're one of the biggest uh, exporters of wheat and corn, right? So there's all of these things from the grocery store to the gas pump that uh, interest rate increases aren't going to, it's not a magic wand. Uh, like maybe they were hoping it was going to be before. So it's, it's going to be a slippery slope, but I think we're going to see fewer interest rate hikes this year. Well, yeah, but, but it does look like a, a quarter point rate hike from the Fed is uh, just a few days away. And Fed Chief Jerome right. Powell recently admitted that the international concerns, the stuff with Russia and the Ukraine, are causing even more uncertainty. So the question now really is how the invasion of Ukraine, the ongoing war, the response from nations around the world including sanctions, may have changed that expectation. And so uh, it's too soon to say for sure, but for now I would say that we will proceed carefully along the lines of, of that plan. We use our tools to support financial stability and macroeconomic stability. We're going to avoid adding uncertainty to what is already an extraordinary challenging and uncertain moment. So that's, that's how I would think about and, it. And I know that, you know, when stuff like this happens and, and things start to feel really risky with stocks, a lot of investors flock to bonds, but you were just talking about the bonds this year. What, what, is, what is all this uncertainty doing for retirement investors? It's making it more difficult to navigate the landscape. You know, historically, we can say, well, what we've learned from the last time we had a recession or a, a market correction, this is what happened. And so this is what we can expect. But you know, they're all a little bit different. And this one certainly is different. There's many uh, young people that have never went through a war uh, on their clock while they were uh, working adults. And so they're worried about what's going to happen and what is happening. But that's just what I was saying here before you played that, that clip, Bill, is that, you know, there's some things happening right now that are beyond the control of the Federal Reserve by just raising interest rates, for example. I think they need to right now because Listen, uh, this inflation uh, is not playing favorites. It's really hitting if you go out to a restaurant and you look at your tab and you're like, wow. You go to the grocery store, you go to the gas pump, you go to, to trade in the car, buy a new car, or a, a used car. Everything is facing that same inflationary headwind right now. And so, you know, you, you really do, it, it goes to the, it really identifies the importance of having a plan that takes into consideration, we're going to go through high inflationary times. We're going to go through market corrections. We're going to go through cycles of volatility. We're going to go through all of these things. And listen, when you retire and you spend the next 30 years enjoying that retirement, things are going to happen. 30 years is a long time. Things are going to happen. And so being thoughtfully prepared with your financial plan is going to go a long way. You know, we talk about people being worried and what's going to happen. There's a lot of unknowns out there, but there's also a lot of people that I take my hat off to that they've taken the time to put together in their mind what is a weatherproof uh, long-term financial strategy. Hey, the money that is coming off the bench to uh, fill that income gap in retirement, it's not going up and down. That money is safe. Yeah, this money is for a long-term growth strategy. I understand what long-term means. I'm not worried about a quarter here or a month there. I'm not a day trader. It's invested as it should be. And, you know, making modifications along the way. One of the big things that messages that I'll put out on this segment here, Bill, is for those folks listening, still working that have money in their 401k, 
you know, they're paying fees for the 401k, right? We all know that. Nothing is for free. But those fees don't come with professional money management. Uh, they come with investment options. And you as the worker, as the participant, will choose this is the fund or the group of funds that I want to be in right now. I guess I'll just go with this. I'm going to put 20% of my earnings away. I'll get some matching and there we go. But right now, those folks don't have the plan sponsor calling them up and saying, hey, we need to make some adjustments and modification in your portfolio. What's, what's happening right now, what we're seeing, and this is a good thing that comes out of not necessarily a good situation that we're seeing on Wall Street, Bill, is that folks are taking advantage of a very important component within their 401k. Folks now know when they reach the age of 59 and a half, most employers allow for what's called an in-service distribution. That means that they can, yeah, I'm 59 and a half, I've been contributing to this plan for 20 years. I'm not going to retire for a couple more years, but I'm worried about all of the losses I'm taking in my portfolio. An in-service distribution allows somebody that's 59 and a half to roll over their 401k, remain in the program, nothing changes. Uh, they roll it over and now they can get more many times if they roll it over properly with the right firm and the right uh, uh, team of fiduciaries to help them, now they can enjoy professional money management in order to make these adjustments and modifications during these uh, tricky times that we're going through right now. So the good news for you as a listener, you can give us a call because you don't have to navigate this tough stuff. Troy can. <laughs> Troy can do it for you. <laughs> That's just nice of me to offer you up like that. But give there us a go. call. That's what we do. 720-706-8787. Again, 720-706-8787. Coming up, we're going to talk about some of the ways you can cut expenses in retirement. And Troy mentioned the 401k fees. We're going to talk more about that as well, right here on Denver's Dollars and Cents Radio Show. Welcome back to Denver's Dollars and Cents Radio Show with Troy and Lori Hampshire of Hampshire Wealth Management. I am Bill Seller, and that's a classic, buddy. Steppenwolf's yes, Born to Be Wild. Love that song. That'll live on forever. Yeah, well, uh, I, I hear it all the time still to this day. I do too. Actually written by the brother of Steppenwolf's drummer. And I always thought it was just about getting out in, you know, the late 60s being crazy, the whole easy rider kind of thing. But mm -hmm. apparently he, he wrote it because he had just bought his first car, which was a used Ford Falcon. And was just happy that he could finally go wherever, whenever he wanted to. <laughs> so <laughs> I think I yeah. like my story better, actually. I know, it seems a little like a little bit of a letdown. <laughs> Do you remember what your first car was, Bill? Uh, yeah, it was a, <laughs> it was a, <laughs> it was a 1974 Pinto. Ooh. The, yeah. the the post gas tank though we we got the one where the gas tank was secure and not blowing people up. So <laughs> mine was a 1977 yellow uh, Chevy Nova. Oh man! With beautiful plaid cloth <laughs> interior, with an eight track player. And you had to get in on the passenger side yeah. or on the on the driver's side because passenger side wouldn't open. I, I could never believe that Novas were actually street legal, man. Those things were. Well, mine was. <laughs> well, it might not have been. Yeah, it wasn't because it was too fast. I can tell you that. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> no, yeah, my, no, my dad, not this Nova. My dad had one that was had a big engine in it, man. It weighed like four pounds, but the the car <laughs> the car would just fly. You know, the engine was heavy, but the body weighed like four pounds. And uh, 
And then he sold it when I got my license. So obviously a smarter man than me. But, yeah, there you go. And so we're still here is with any, us. any of you guys going to ask me what my first car was? was I know this, a, this is a man's world right here, but I think Sorry I beat that. you all. I had a, a blue and silver Datsun 280Z. Datsun. Datsun 280Z. We had a sports car. So cool. Oh, I would have been jealous. I had the coolest car of all my friends. And, oh, yeah. and you know, fast forward, um, our oldest daughter was getting her first car. We were going to look for it. And I, I saw driving up next to us was a Datsun 280Z. And I took a picture of it and sent it to her. And I said, oh, my gosh, this was my first car. And she wrote back, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, my gosh, you have no idea. <laughs> yeah, but back then, that was, it was, that was so a cool. car. Oh, man. I mean, so cool. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. But it got taken away from me, too, when the snow came because apparently it wasn't. Snow friendly. It no, was not it's snow not. friendly. It's so not. It lasted a season. Oh, well. Yeah. Well, there you go. We like That's your story. Right. Well, Thanks listen, uh, <laughs> before the break, we were talking about this USA Today story about four different ways to slash expenses if you are retired. So I'm going to let you guys run them down and just ask you, you know, what, what do you think of these moves? Do they all make sense? Are they, is it one of those things that depends on who you are and where you are in life? But like the first one is just move to a cheaper area. Well, you know, especially in Colorado, shoot, how many handfuls of people do we know that have moved to Florida and Las Vegas, um, just cheaper areas? It is Arizona. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it is definitely an expensive area to live in. I mean, it's wonderful. Like you said in the very beginning, Troy, it's a beautiful place to live, but it's got a lot of zeros behind it. Yeah. When when you talk about moving to a, a cheaper area, you know, before we were talking about downsizing a lot of folks would retire and downsize well i don't like the yard work and the kids have moved out and we don't need the extra 2,000 square feet but you know in in this state in the state of colorado the beautiful state that it is it's expensive to live and downsizing is expensive right now because yeah you may be selling at the at the top of the market but you're also buying in so these smaller townhomes and patio homes are very expensive right now and so I think that's leading to folks looking outside of the state, maybe something a little bit more weather friendly that doesn't have all four seasons. You don't have to shovel sunshine. Uh, and so that's why you're seeing the the influx in a lot of those other areas like Arizona and Florida. And, and each where cheaper to live. Well, but even, even those places, the cost of living is is climbing and climbing. And, you know, they're they've got inflation there, too. So it's just becoming a little bit more difficult. But there's a lot of folks that are realizing Hey, we're not stuck here. We're not handcuffed. We we can live somewhere else, and so people are moving around. But it's it's also affecting the supply and the demand and the and the sticker price. And the next one, oddly enough, since we were just talking about cars, is eliminating a vehicle. Now I got to say, I I, mm-hmm. I think this is kind of funny because, and you know, what's interesting is even though you and I work in the same spot, right? We go home to the same spot. We could be driving together. Gosh, then we'd be spending all of our time together. There's no way we could do it. And I think it's kind of funny. But my parents are down snowbirds in Arizona for three months out of the year. Our they neighbors share a car. They share a car for three months. I didn't think that they'd be able to do it, and here they are doing it. And then our neighbors, what four months in uh, Palm Springs, sharing a car. So it does happen. I mean, people actually can do it. I mean, shoot, think Could about we it. Do my, it. No, we couldn't. <laughs> no. There you go, Bill. So we're going to move that one to the bottom of the list. For us. <laughs> well, for us, but you know, you think my grandma didn't drive. I don't know if yours did. did yeah, she, she did. So Cute little thing. Granny well, had to sit she, on a pillow. She was so, <laughs> so short and tiny. So short. Well, so neither but, of my grandmothers drove. So they, you know, relied on 
other transportation and stuff too. But a lot of folks that are relocating are relocating to communities where they can walk to the the market or the pool or you know the, their friends or their activities. And so, yeah, I can see we're downsizing. I mean, you know, the cost of insurance, the you know, putting gas in the tank. Um, yeah, I, I mean, if you can do it, it makes sense. All right, so you kind of touched on this one. Again, we're talking about ways to slash expenses if you're retired, which is why we can't lose a car. So, But downsize your house, which you kind of mentioned, but that's kind of hard to do in Colorado. It is. It's becoming more expensive to downsize because things are more expensive. Real estate is through the roof, especially you know, in most areas, in, in most areas of the country. But we're talking here about Colorado. And Colorado's real estate market has been on fire and it's still going in that direction. I mean, people are moving here. Young professionals are, are moving here. And so rents are up, um, you know, townhomes, patio homes, those, the, the, the sticker price on those is not what is not as friendly as it used to be 10 years ago. So downsizing is even a bit of a challenge right now in this market. It definitely is. Okay. Last one on the list. I love this one. <laughs> I'm talking to my parents right now. <laughs> I'm talking to our children right stop, now. Go ahead. <laughs> stop supporting adult children. Oh, wait, that didn't come out right. They don't need to support me. My yeah. sister, my sister. That's what I meant. Okay. Stop supporting your adult children. That's a really good one. But we see that with our clients a lot, too, is they are. And it's like, okay, now some things are good reasons for it. I I, I will say that. We there are some health reasons. And, Those are right. know, different. But I'm just, thinking even older adults because you think about it. If if the adult children are, are taking their money now, what happens if mom and dad don't have enough to support themselves later in life? What are yeah. they going to do? Give it back? They can't. Yeah. So it's a it's a touchy situation, and we see it with people with good hearts, and they're doing it kind of sometimes for the wrong reasons. But that's a good way to tighten your belt if you don't have the money to give. Just say you know, sorry. It's I, hard I to do. Off. It is. Know? It really is. It is. It, it's difficult to do. And, you know, parents, they, they love their children. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's more difficult now to, to buy a first home, right? Yeah. The cost of the home, especially in, in, in the area that we live, is more expensive. And maybe they need a 10% or 20 or 25% down payment, and they just haven't saved that uh, amount yet. And so mom and dad, yeah, here, let's help you with that. And so, but, you know, we call that the sandwich generation. I mm -hmm. mean, there's there's many in the, in that uh, sweet spot that you've got aging parents and you've got adult children and you're trying to help them both. And it can be very stressful, uh, both mentally and financially. So, so we get that. And, you know, here's the good news, though. The right, and I know I sound like a broken record, but it's so important. Having the right financial plan will help you recognize how much you can or cannot help those children. Uh, maybe it's just making a loan. And, and we all know, those of you listening, we all know that a loan to, to, to the children <laughs> normally is a one-way street. Money goes out one way and that's where it stays, right? <laughs> that's what we call a loan to the children. Uh, but we do. We've helped our children uh, in different things. We're very blessed. They don't ask for anything. But how many times, Lori, have we sat down with a client and like, well, you know, I, my, my son wants to to borrow $50,000 and pay off all the credit cards and then he'll be in a good place. Well, you know, that, that's a touchy it is situation a touchy, yeah. right there. It's, it's a touchy situation. So, and then they, they just keep it. I mean, well, I'm not going to get into it with my family. <laughs> God love them. Bless them all. Bless but anyways, their <laughs> bless their hearts. So anyways, you are listening to the, the Tenver's Dollars and Cents radio <laughs> right. show. And I am going to throw out that number before I hand it back to you, Bill, that number you can call now or during the week, 720 706 
720-706-8787. Again, that's 720-706-8787. Absolutely. You want to try to avoid that that stepbrother situation as much as, much as you possibly <laughs> right. can when it right. comes to the kids. <laughs> that's a good analogy, Bill. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. No room for activities here, kids. Sorry. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's why you downsize people. Get them out of your house. <laughs> right. There's no rooms for available. Absolutely. That's why you loan them the money. Go buy your own place. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah, right. Oh, my. Well, you know, President Biden just did his uh, State of the Union address a little while ago. And during part of it, both sides did come together, stand united over Russia's invasion of the Ukraine. He thought he could roll into Ukraine and the world would roll over. Instead, he met with a wall of strength he never anticipated or imagined. He met the Ukrainian people. However, and obviously most other topics did not have the same effect. Biden did say that his top priority is getting inflation under control. One way to fight inflation is to drive down wages and make Americans poor. I think I have a better idea to fight inflation. Lower your costs, not your wages. Yeah, well, that sounds like a nice bumper sticker. I wish it was that easy. Uh, you know, <laughs> last right. week we were talking about how the uh, what the average U.S. house is spending about three hundred dollars more every month due to higher inflation. So, again, what, what what do you do to help your folks that are heading into or already in retirement battle this never really before seen quick rise in inflation? Well, this brings into a, a the conversation another risk that we we haven't really talked about when when we're talking inflation at the clip of seven to eight percent. I'd like to talk about the risk to your cash, the risk to your cash. So there's a lot of folks that, hey, Troy, I'm a conservative investor. I'm not really worried about doubling my money every five, six, seven, ten years. I just want to preserve my hard earned dollars. So they're there for me. So I don't really trust the markets right now. Look what's happening. So I've got my money sitting in cash, haven't lost anything. Well, let me tell you, there is a huge risk right now to those folks that are parked too heavily in cash. So if we just take a 7% rate of inflation in six to seven years, sitting where it is sitting in a type of strategy, which is under the mattress, in the bank, in your money market, in six to seven years, you've lost half the value of every one of those dollars. That is a massive risk. Six to seven years. What if you plan on living 30 years in retirement or you live 30 years in retirement? You Can you afford that kind of penalty, so to speak, on the purchasing power of each one of your dollars? And so that's, that's right now uh, a big worry for a lot of folks. Like, well, gosh, you know, if inflation's at one or 2%, I mean, we were at almost non-inflationary levels for so many years. Uh, coming up to this and now uh, here it is bam uh can you afford inflation at seven to eight percent with your money not keeping up with inflation to some degree you know and i remember one of our clients a, a longtime client she's been i mean she's been a client for a long time but she came in with her statements and really at that point all of her money was just sitting in the bank but i remember seeing one of her statements she had right at a million dollars and over the year she had on that she'd received $103 in interest in yep. a year and I, I i i will never forget seeing that in black and white that boy that's what interest gets you huh yeah so and that was years ago but and 7% it's, it's back. and 7% inflation uh, on a million dollars is 70,000 70,000 right 
And so, I mean, that's, that's big. But, and you know, it's, I think it's a mental thing for our clients too. I mean, we have clients all day long. It is a comfort level of what needs to be in each person's checking account or savings account. And we have learned over the years, you can't judge if somebody wants 5,000 or 500,000 as a comfort zone. I mean, it's. So if you're asking, okay, Troy, that's, that's fair, but I'm conservative and I am glad that my money, I have what I had back in December still in my bank account. What say you to that? I say, well, okay, listen, if you're not sure how to be invested in the market, then you probably shouldn't, right? I, I'll give you that. But now that we're facing this ongoing hyperinflation at the degree that we are, it's time to take a look. What can we do? So I'm just, again, I'll just throw some things out. A lot of folks have called and said, hey, I want to learn more about fixed annuities. I heard that there are annuities that give guaranteed rates of return without any risk of loss. They can be structured for two years or three years or five years or 10 years, uh, depending upon my needs. Those are financial tools that maybe you might want to invest some time looking into with somebody who knows what they're talking about. Maybe not a coworker or a neighbor that has an opinion or has a good or bad experience, but somebody that they are well-versed in those types of financial instruments. So it's not just, you know, being a good stock picker right now. It's about finding the right financial path that aligns with the type of investor you are with your goals and your worries and, and, and your uh, plans for the future along with your income needs. You know, and not only that too, I mean, maybe an annuity would fit for you or maybe you already have an annuity and you don't know how it works or you don't know what type yours is or you don't know if it has maybe an income writer on it or a some some type of a writer on it. That's okay. Pick up the phone. I mean, we can tell you what you have. That's an mm -hmm. easy thing to do. But if you have one and you literally could not tell your neighbor what kind it is, you should take the opportunity to give us a call. We can at least educate you on you on what you have and what it can do for you. That number, 720-706-8787. Again, 720-706-8787. You know, in, in keeping with the theme today about you know, rising costs and inflation and everything just seems to be more expensive. I thought we were just talking about cars today. No. <laughs> All right. Fine, you win the car battle, Lori. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> you know, a, a lot of folks that are retiring uh, and, and still have a 401k in the company plan, I was I ran across this story that I thought would be pretty interesting. Investment and consulting firm Callan says that their new survey shows that 401k plan sponsors said their most important step this year to improve their plan's fiduciary position is to review fees and to see what kind of fees are being charged. But the, the, this is the part of the article that got to me. The same survey also found 85% of investment management fees were most often paid entirely by participants. What, what do you think people need to consider, guys, when it does come to their 401k and those fees? I think right now, with everything that's going on, folks with 401ks are looking at their balances, they're logging in or looking at their statements, and they're starting to get nervous if they haven't already. And I've had so many calls from listeners, etc. cetera. Uh, gosh, Troy, you know, I've lost $70,000 and how much longer should I just stay the course? And I feel like it's the 401k participant right now 
that's really swimming in the deep end without any lifeguard. I really feel that way because, you know, your your stats there, Bill, were relating to the fees in the plans. Listen, we're going to pay for money management, but when it comes to the 401k, we're we're paying for the plan. But what we're not getting is the professional active money management while we're still working. We're participating. You choose the investment strategy in there. No one's going to call you from the plan and say, hey, boy, I've noticed you've really taken a big hit. Maybe you should make some adjustments in there. You're not going to get that call, which is exactly why folks are educating themselves and taking advantage of what could end up being, especially in hindsight, one of the most important important decisions that you make, which is utilizing an in-service distribution. What that is, is you're still employed. Once you reach the age of 59 and a half, most plans will allow you to utilize something that's called an in-service distribution. It's some simple paperwork. There's typically no cost for doing it. You still stay in the plan. It's not like you're opting out of the plan. You're just simply rolling over your vested portion of your 401k plan to uh, a self-managed IRA plan. It's a uh, 401k rollover, so it's not a taxable event. And now you can start to see some return for what you're paying. Instead of just paying those fees into the plan, what you're paying for is professional money management. And many folks are going to look back, you know, rolling their 401k over three years, four years, five years, six years before retirement and getting the right financial guidance that they need between now and the time that they retire. Because listen, one thing we have no control over, Bill, is when these life events happen that affect markets, you know, all these types of events where all ships rise and fall with the tide, that's sort of where we're at right now. And so uh, my best advice to you is if you're 59 and a half or close to 59 and a half, you have a 401k, you're worried about watching the values go down and go down and go down, uh, then maybe now it's time to pick up the phone and say, hey, what are my options? I'd like to come in and maybe just get a 401k allocation review. Am I allocated properly? Should I be making some changes to my allocation? That's what we do. We, we do it for our clients. And as our valued listener, we'd, we'd love to do the same service for you as well. So you can give us a call, 720-706-8787. You can jump online at hwealth.org. That's hwealth.org. Find out more, more about us. Um, you can also request our book, Whose Retirement Is It Anyway? You know, I, we have a few minutes left. I just want to, I, I, something came up this weekend and I just wanted to bring it up especially because we've been talking about kids and stuff too. But um, three years ago, we had uh, one of our, our clients come in and she brought with her her two little ones at the time who are our youngest clients to date. So they're ages seven and 10, cutest kids yeah, they I are. have ever seen, kind of throwing my own kids under the bus. But she had lost her husband prematurely and she was a basket case. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, thankful and blessed she came in. She came popped in on us this week. And again, it's been three years, but her smile is contagious. And who knew she had one for the first year? And I remember telling her in, in a year from now, you are going to come out of this such a different person and you're going to be fine. And it doesn't look like mm -hmm. it now, but you're going to be fine. And I was with confidence telling her that because she did have a good life insurance policy. I mean, her husband did plan well. So what I thought was, was interesting 
number one, she's changed completely. And part of that is due to somebody's paying attention to her finances. Mm -hmm. But what I'll never forget is her father lived in Florida. And obviously this was a tragedy. This, this happened, but he's the one who brought her into our offices because she needed help. And I think, what do we all do for our kids? If our kids need help, we are taking them to the doctor. We are doing whatever we can do to get them help. But when it comes to our own needs, we kind of push them off or brush them off or don't handle them as we should. So we kind of like let things bleed for a little bit before we actually take action. So I guess what I'm trying to say is if you are worried about your own self or your own, you know, financial situation, retirement looming, such like that, pretend you're your own child and give us a call. I mean, you really don't need to go through that. Treat yourself as you would treat your your children. Take them to the doctor. Take them like her dad did to, you know, the financial professionals and and let us let us help you because I know how much we've helped at least that family and I'm just I'm so proud of it, right. but there are people and individuals who can help. So you don't need to be worrying or hiding, you know, under the pillow and and stuff. So I, I no, just That's a great to- story and it it warms my heart as well and and I'm surprised you haven't mentioned this, but there's, you know, a, a group of, a big group, especially in, uh, in the state of Colorado, federal employees. And many of those, we, we've got two federal employee specialists on our team, and Lori is one of them. Uh, and we've been helping federal employees navigate uh, the financial landscape for years. But boy, especially in times like this, you know, when, when they're getting ready, a big flock of them get, getting ready to retire, there's so many choices to be made as a federal employee about life insurance, about health insurance, about spousal uh, pensions and their pension. And what do I do with my TSP? If that is you, well, I can tell you what, pick up the phone. Again, we've got two federal employee specialists. That's what we do. We can help you navigate those very important decisions that we don't get do-overs. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's a good reminder, Lori. All right, so one more time. Phone number to call, 720-706-8787. Again, that's 720-706-8787. Well, all right, guys, thank you very much. As always, I, you know, thank you, Bill. I'm sitting here taking notes as fast as I can because <laughs> you know, I, le- I, I, I learn stuff every, every time that we get together. And I'm, I'm looking forward to doing this again next week and hope that, you know, maybe by then I'll let you know about the loan and if I can fill out the car, send you anything for gas. I'll do what, I'll do what I can. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it. Uh, you got to keep in perspective. Keep a positive attitude. Absolutely. We'll talk to you all next week. Have a great Sounds one. Re- and as always, thank you for listening to Denver's Dollars and Cents Radio Show. We couldn't do this without you. I'm Bill Seller for Troy and Lori Hampshire of Hampshire Wealth Management right here on 630 How Denver's talk station. been listening to the dollars and cents radio show investment advisory services offered through hampshire wealth management llc a registered investment advisor in the states of colorado and arizona insurance products and services offered through hampshire group incorporated hampshire wealth management llc and hampshire group incorporated are affiliated companies